feel good. Na 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 na. I knew that I would now. Na 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 na. So good. If you want to feel good, how do you know how to do that? There's so much information, so much controversial and contradicting information out there. And yet the world is fatter and sicker and weaker than, and more diseased and more depressed than it's ever been. So you can imagine for me as a, an exercise professional, as the owner of a, an international fitness college, uh, and somebody that's been doing this all of my life, I've never, had, I've never had a job, I've never done anything else. My whole goal for my whole life is to get people healthy, fit and strong and keep them that way for the rest of their life. But the psychologists and psychiatrists have these great sayings. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, you'll go insane. If nothing changes, nothing changes. You can't keep doing something and expect to get a different result. I'll say that again because it seems that the information about getting fit and getting strong just keeps, we just keep coming up with either new stuff that doesn't make any sense at all, or we're just doing stuff that doesn't make sense. And that's where anatomy and physiology comes in, not opinions, not experts, not social media, not influencing. If you go back to the basics of anatomy and physiology, how does the, what is the body made of and how does the body work? Uh, it's not that complicated. There's another great saying, if you don't get away from the basics, you'll never have to go back to basics. And some people say that basics are boring. But when it comes to the human body, the basics are get fit, You've got to get fit, you've got to get puffed. Uh, to get strong, you've got to overload. And after that, I'm not sure why we get so confused. Get puffed and you'll get fit. Overload your muscles and bones and you'll get strong. Now, the only uh, thing that I like to wrap around all of that is if you don't do it safely, you'll get injured. And if you're injured, you can't do it. So you can't get puffed if you're injured and you can't lift heavy or you can't overload your muscles and bones if you're injured. So why do we give people exercises that injure them? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. The only, only way that I can relate to that is that I used to do that because I didn't know my anatomy and physiology. Because I didn't study how the human body worked, I didn't know how the joints worked together, and I didn't know the difference between a compression force, a traction force, and a shearing force. So I would give people exercises that put shearing forces across their joints which of course means they got injured. And not just other people, me. I got a busted, broken body because I gave myself unsafe, risky, dangerous exercises that when you're injured, you can't get fit, you can't get puffed, and you can't overload your muscles and bones so you don't get strong. So the next really fun question, and I have to say fun because for me, as a person who's been doing this all of my life, if I, did, if I didn't joke about it, I would probably cry. The process to get fit is really short and the process to get strong is really short. And yet it seems that people think I've got to do hours of exercise, I've got to do a 45 minute class, I've got to run for 30 minutes, I've got to walk for an hour, I've got to go to the gym three times a week and do 15 exercises, three sets of 10. And if the process has become long and slow and tedious and boring and we wonder why people don't do it. Well, I don't anymore wonder. I, I, I know why. Why would, why would you do something that is long, slow, boring and tedious? And if you listen to the people that do it and love it, is it possible that they're addicted to it? They're not doing it because uh, they're getting the best result. They just do it because and this is a really interesting one. Is it possible that there are people exercising long, slow, boring because they're scared of change? They're, this is the only way they know. They've only ever exercised long, slow and boring. They're scared that if they do it differently, they're going to get fat or they're going to put on weight or they're going to not get the results that they're getting at the moment. But I always ask this question. If there was a safer, 
faster, quicker way, and faster and quicker have two parts. One is that the actual exercise session is much shorter and the result you get is much faster. So I'll ask the question again. If there was a safe, short, fast way to get the best result, would you pick that? And again, I find it fascinating and I have to laugh most of the time because the people that are regularly exercising, and unfortunately most of the people that are prescribing exercise, so personal trainers, boot camp instructors, gym owners, coaches, they're just doing the same thing over and over because that's what their coach taught them or that's what their uh, their exercise physiologist told them to do or that's what their personal trainer told them to do or that's what they've been doing all of their life. They just keep doing the same thing over and over. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And I share that with passion and enthusiasm because our world, and I'll say it again, is fatter, sicker, weaker, more diseased and more depressed than it's ever been. We have to do something different. If we keep telling people to go to the gym three times a week for an hour and do 15 exercises, three sets of 10, you might love to do that, but 90% of the population doesn't. And I didn't pull that number out of my backside. Nine out of 10 people don't ever want to go to the gym. Nine out of 10 people are not getting a result that they want from whatever they're doing. And according to the statistical people that ask the questions, they will share with us that 40, if not 50% of people, which is half of the population, are actively choosing not to exercise. They don't want to go to the gym. They don't want to go walking. They don't want to play sport. They don't want to do anything. Because is it possible that we've made exercise long, slow and boring? So in your headspace, if you are prescribing exercise, if you want to be fit and strong, if you're a coach, if you're an exercise professional, if you still call yourself a personal trainer, why would we pick the long, slow, boring way if there's a, a short, fast, quick way that is safe? Safe is the big one. I'll share again. How can we possibly get people fit and strong if they're injured? If people are in pain, if something hurts, they don't want to do it and they probably will never want to do it again. So could we stop doing stupid exercises? Probably not. People just keep doing them. And some of the stupid exercises keep re-emerging. Things that we thought we'd got rid of in the 70s, 80s and 90s have come back now and people are going, oh, look at this amazing new exercise. And I'll just ask some very personal questions for you to consider yourself. If you want to be fit, you want to be strong, you want to be lean, you want to have a stack of energy. Does the body, human body work as a human body? Does it work better in the upright position? or the lying down position, in the upright position, or the kneeling position, in the upright position, or the seated position. Is it possible that humans are meant to be upright unless we're asleep, but we don't exercise in the sleeping position. We don't do anything in the sleeping lying down position. So if an exercise puts you lying down, kneeling down, or sitting down, surely it's not as good as the one where we're standing up. Now that's just common sense, and of course anatomy and physiology backs me up on that because our circulation's better in the upright position, our brain works better in the upright position, we burn more calories in the upright position, so why the hell would we put people on the ground? If I put compression forces and traction forces through a joint, that's what the human body's meant to do. But if I put shearing forces across a joint, and now I've, I do that with momentum, with speed, and I load it, is it possible that I'm going to break the joint? It doesn't matter which joint, whether it's in your fingers or your elbows or your shoulders or your knees or your back. But the challenge with any of those joints, if you put shearing forces across those joints and they get broken, sore, inflamed, you can't exercise. It hurts. You get injured. Why do we do that? So why don't we look at an exercise and say, what's going on at the joint? 
Is it in the upright position? Is it that if there's compression forces or traction forces going through the joint, but I do it too many times, will that hurt the joint because I get an overuse injury? And then the ABC of the human body, which is phosphate lactate aerobic system, which is if I'm doing something, where's the energy coming from? What muscles and bones am I using? How long can I stay in that energy system for? What's the, the fuel source for that energy system? What am I burning when I'm in that system? That's the ABC of phosphate lactate aerobic system. And if I don't know those, should I go back and learn them? Because the only system that puts my body into 100% effort is the phosphate system. It lasts for 10 seconds and it has no waste product. Uh, it, it's the 100% effort system. I'm gonna say it again. It's the fight and flight system to get away from a threat. So it's short, it's fast, it's obviously safe because you can't get an overuse injury from a 10 second workout. The lactate system, you can work hard, but it's got this uh, waste product called lactic acid, which makes you feel sick and gives you a burning sensation. So there's another great question to ask. If I give somebody an exercise where they can feel the burn, and you'll hear that all the time, feel the burn, but feel the burn means I'm in the lactate system, which means I'm not burning fat, and I've got lactic acid pushing up against my nerve endings, causing pain, and for some people, making them feel sick. So why would I do that to somebody who doesn't like to exercise? Why would I do that to anybody? I'm fit and strong, and I hate working in the lactic system because I don't like lactic acid. It makes me feel sick, makes my muscles burn. I know I'm not burning fat, and I also know that I'm not working at 100% effort when I'm pumping lactic acid. The aerobic system, which is what we work in all day long, every day, we don't get overloaded there. So anything you do in the aerobic system, you're not getting overloaded, you're not working at 100%, you can go for a really long time. And there's that great question, I can go long and hard, can I? You can't go long and hard, you can go long or hard, but you can't do both. You can go short and hard or long and easy, but you can't do both. So the longer the exercise, and this is one of my favorite questions, is it possible that the further we get away from zero, the less likely somebody is to exercise? Because most humans want to do zero exercise. So the further I take them away from zero, the less likely they are to want to do anything. So what if I keep them as close to zero as possible? And 10 seconds is pretty bloody close to zero. And it's the phosphate system, which is the 100% effort system, which is the one that gives me the best results. Why would I want to exercise anybody, move anybody in any other system? They're in their aerobic system all day, every day, all day long. The lactate system produces lactic acid, burning sensation makes them feel sick. So why, not, why don't we choose short, hard, fast, short, hard, fast, less likelihood of injury and the best chance of getting a result because 100% effort is 100% result. Because then you could sing every day like I do. I feel good, no, 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 no. I knew that I would. I know I'm going to feel good because when I pump, in, when I pump uh, heart rate, blood flow, circulation, work at 100% effort in the phosphate system, I also have a brain change. I produce the chemicals that make me feel good. So I get fit, I get strong and I feel fantastic. I get mentally tough and mentally strong so that you actually can sing, I feel good. I knew that I would because when I get puffed and when I lift heavy at 100% effort, I put my body into the position where my brain chemicals make me feel good. So I can sing, I feel good, na 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 I knew that I would now, na 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 So good, yeah, yeah, so good, whoop.